gives you two choices when it throws everything at you. You can let it swallow you whole or you take those lemons. And as the old saying goes, you turn it into sweet, delicious lemonade. And that's exactly what this podcast is all about. Welcome to Lemonade. I'm your host, Elizabeth O'Neill, and I'll be sharing the incredible stories from inspiring people who've turned the hardest times in their life, their lemons into lemonade. Because let's be real, we all want to know how they did it, the lessons they learnt, and what life is like sipping limoncello on the other side. Let's get juicing. Hey guys, and welcome to this installment of the Midweek Squeeze. I hope you're staying safe and healthy and you're not going to insane or stressed or anxious about everything that's going on right now. Um, If you are feeling like that, that is totally understandable as well, but I hope you're looking after yourself. We are in day 10 of isolation today and I'm recording this. When it comes out, we will be in day 11, which will actually be our final day because that'll mean that it was 14 days since we last saw Ollie's dad. So after tomorrow, we are out and we are free, but I'll get to all of that. Um, because I feel like there's a lot that's come out of the last week and a bit behind closed doors. But firstly, I like to start the midweek squeeze, as I always do, with answering a question from a listener. And this one comes from Jack underscore P82, who has asked me tips for overcoming mum guilt. And I think that is perfect considering the climate right now. Um, And I wanted to start this one by firstly reading something that I shared on my Instagram yesterday by someone called the name of Ray. Rachel Elizabeth Cargill and it says dear parents you're doing great there are no rules about how to exist exist best during a pandemic don't stress about screen time don't get yourself over their snack choices don't get overwhelmed with missed lesson plans or unmotivated little ones this is a national emergency not an added opportunity to push productivity and expect normalcy in any way this is not normal Lean into whatever feels best for your family, whatever makes sense for your children, whatever allows you the mental and emotional space to be okay for the next few weeks. I'm hoping for you all ease, peace, rest, play, companionship, conversation, moments of joy as we all squirm for our way through social distancing and figure this out together. You're doing great. And I think I know it wasn't directly related to what is going on now, this mum guilt question, but I think it's all, as we're all probably going to have experienced or will experience this social isolation at some point, um, self-isolation, you know, this plays perfectly into mum guilt because I know um, having spent time with my son for the last well, 10 days straight now. Um, It creeps in all the time and it creeps in, it has crept in all the time and it does anyway in my, in natural, normal life, which, oh my God, feels so long ago since I lived a normal life. Um, But, uh, you know, like it would just creep into me anytime I get, if if I'm not playing with him enough, if I'm not present enough, if I'm not cooking him the right foods um, that I, you know, I feel like I should be cooking because there's leftovers or I'm tired or, and for a big thing for me is because I am a single mum, I am exhausted by the end of the day. So when it's just been asked by the end of the day, I'm just exhausted and I don't really have the energy to be the kind of mum that I want to be. So in comes mum guilt. Um, and mum guilt also loves to find me when I am tired and irritable and cranky and I snap probably quicker than I should or react in a way that probably isn't helpful to the situation. In comes marching in mum guilt. Um, Unfortunately, my advice is that I feel like mum guilt is almost part and parcel of being a mum. 
And it just shows that we care in really, I feel like that's a really sweet way to put it, that it just shows that we really care about our kids, the fact that we do feel guilty. Um, That's not saying, you know, you're only a good mum if you feel guilty all the time, not at all, but take a deep breath. And because you are feeling mum guilt, know that that means you are trying your best and you are you know, doing everything you can. And I think that just means, you know, at the end of the day, if you are feeling guilty about certain ways you reacted or things you should have done instead or activities you should have played instead or um, just, you know, if you can just reflect on your your behavior, I guess, during the day and ways you'd want to improve it, then use it as the impetus, the catalyst to do that. Use that mum guilt at the end of the day to reflect on how you want to better yourself um, rather than, I guess, marinating in that guilt and let it, letting it consume you and really upset you and get you down. Use it as a way to be, you know, the kind of mum you want to be. Why do you feel like, you know, you're guilty? Is it because you feel like you should be doing more or giving more? And if that's a sense, maybe that means that you have to be looking after yourself as well because I know when I'm not at my best, it's because I'm exhausted or I'm cranky or my anxiety is flaring up. And therefore, I'm not really taking care of myself, which then the ripple effect impacts my son. So um, really look at, you know, I guess that's my advice. Look at at the end of the day, reflect on what it is that you, you know, want to improve on and then peel that peel back that layer again and have a look at whether that means that you need to, you know, support yourself more and care for yourself more. And is that going to be the way, I guess, that you solve or address that feeling of mum guilt by not being enough? Um, And also, you know, just sometimes I think we need to just take a deep breath and realize we're doing the best very best we can sometimes it's not perfect in fact all the time it's not really that perfect but we are doing the best that we can Um, and as long as we are loving our children and listening to them and caring for them and um, supplying their needs and making them feel heard and listened to and validated I think that's really the most important thing so um, sometimes you've got to almost strip it back to basics, but you can use mum guilt as a catalyst to grow and to make yourself a better person too. So that would be what I would do. Um, ways that you can support yourself are taking time out, making sure you're being mindful, maybe downloading some meditation mindfulness apps, maybe doing some journaling at the end of the day, doing maybe when the kids are in bed, doing something that you really love. Maybe that's something creative like writing or painting or cooking, I'm not sure. Anything that makes you feel like you're coming back into yourself is going to recharge your battery and um, and have a really positive ripple effect. So, uh, and also, you know, taking time out if that means that you've got to get, you know, a grandparent to come in and care for them for a couple of hours so you can go for a big walk or you can go to the gym or you can have some, go and catch up with some friends and have some lunch, you know, do that. Don't let yourself feel guilty about doing that because I find with me when I have that time away and when I'm doing things that enrich me physically and mentally, that makes me a much better mum. So I don't, I refuse to kind of feel guilt, I guess, for going to the gym or for prioritizing my health. So definitely know that self-care is not selfish and, um, you know, you're doing the right thing. So I hope that's answered, that's answered your question. I realize I just rambled. Um, but you know, I think the takeout advice would be just to care for yourself and, um, the rest will flow on. I promise it will, because I know when I'm not doing my best, it's because I'm not caring for myself. Anyway, that's enough. (laughs) That's enough from me. I hope this helps. I love your questions. So please keep them coming guys every week. 
So we are coming to you from day 10 of isolation life. Tomorrow's our last full day. Um, so it will be 11 days in total. And that's because, but that's because tomorrow will be 14 days since we had contact with Ollie's dad, who is con- who came down with coronavirus and is absolutely fine. I think what's really important to address in this one, if you listen to my midweek squeeze last week when we'd only been in isolation, I think maybe one and a bit days by then. I'm not really sure. One or two days is how much my mentality has changed in that time. And if you listen back, you'll hear that I was very nonchalant. I was even a little bit like blasé about the whole thing because Ollie's dad is absolutely fine. He had a sore throat and a headache, which is great. Um, But I know people can get a lot worse, but that was our experience. So because I had that as my only experience, I thought, oh, well, this is not really that big of a deal. Um, This is all being blown up and I can't believe we're being kept inside, you know, all this time just because Ollie's dad has a sore throat. It just felt very frustrating um and I just didn't really you know as I said I was very kind of you know I did what we were told to do but I felt very kind of like frustrated and um yeah blase about the whole thing but you know I'm coming to you now a week later and my attitude has completely changed I've completely done a 180 and I'm sure many of you out there have done that as well as the situation has moved very rapidly and what it means for us as parents with our children has changed very significantly. And it's incredible how I initially was very nonchalant and now I have to say I don't really want to leave the house tomorrow. I, I feel really, I feel quite scared about what's happening. I know it's going to be okay, but I do feel fearful and I feel safe in the house. I feel like Ollie and I are really safe where we are right now um, and I don't really want to disrupt that. So it's incredible, yeah, that change in mentality in just one week. I do have a lot of opinions on what is being done or specifically what isn't being done from the government level, but I'm no expert, so I don't want to cloud an already saturated debate with what I think. So I'd rather just be talking about how it's been for us and how, yeah, how we've been feeling. I know a lot of other parents out there are entering isolation or, or are starting to social distance, i.e. not send their kids to school, um, do some more things at home rather than heading out and about. So I want, yeah, so sharing what it's been like for us hopefully will be helpful for any of you guys that are about to experience what we have been over the last little bit. So um, it has peaked and troughed. There has been times where there have been times where it's felt really uh, like, I don't know, just really tedious, as you can imagine, just being home all the time. And I really, I felt really, I feel really unmotivated sometimes and directionless and, and purposeless. And I feel like if I consume too much news, which is so important. We should know what's going on, but you can oversaturate yourself by listening to too much. That's when I start to get really down about watching what's going on and feel really, really low and really anxious. Um, and I obviously miss being in fresh air. And also, you know, the loneliness does creep up, even though we've got Ollie, which, oh my gosh, I don't know how you do it without a child or someone in the house with you. It would be extremely lonely. Um so despite, but despite all of that, what I didn't realize when I was annoyed at being stuck in the house with no one to help was actually how magical it was going to be being stuck in the house with no one to help because it, it was, and I've written about this on my Instagram. It meant that I could reconnect with my son and spend more quality time with him and really slow down. The last time I would have spent this amount of time with him would have been when he was a newborn baby and I just brought him home and our lives were revolving around, you know, three to four hourly feeds and I was up during the night and 
you don't really have a life apart from dedicating every waking moment to keeping this little thing alive. Um, so this is, yeah, that would have been last time we spent this much time together and really just slowed down and let the world kind of revolve without us. And it's been really, really lovely, actually. It's been really, um, despite feeling very safe in our four walls, it's just felt I don't know, like I, I ha- with, I've got nowhere to be. I've got nowhere to, no one to see. I'm not in a rush. So it just means that we're doing a lot more activities, all the kinds of activities. I'm always like, oh, I'm too busy to do that today or I'm too tired to do that today. We'll do it another time. You know, I'm doing it. And as I've said on my Instagram as well, you know, I'm, I need to do some washing, but, eh, you know, I can do that in an hour. Let's make some Play-Doh first. So the, that complete shift in priorities has been a real game changer for me and it's made me feel incredibly grateful to have this time with my son which is so special they're growing up so quickly and one day I think I'm going to really miss this time that we had just to hang out together and listen to what he's got to say Um, and I think it's really been really incredible to watch him feel feel really listened to and heard rather than mummy rushing around or him kind of you know going to his grandma's or to my mum's or to back to his dad's or kind of or to daycare he just felt really settled and safe and stable um and like his world just revolves around being here with me and he's really really loved that and is really flourishing in that environment which really surprises me I thought he would get bored really quickly but he hasn't he's always finding things to do as well and it's just I know it's stressful I know it feels like it will be boring or mind-numbing or what are you possibly going to do or it's going to drive you insane but flip that thinking and realize how lucky we are to really have this time with our kids while they're still so little because I promise you I just know there's going to be a day that we're going to look back at this scary scary time but think about how magical it was having our children at for that capsule of time just to us and to me that's just been the most amazing incredible thing and something I'm so grateful for and you know I'm already so close to my son but I feel so much closer again I feel like a better mum I'm doing all the activities that I don't do I never do um and that's just really really special and it's actually a real relief as I've said to a couple of my friends not to feel like I'm not expected to be anywhere or go in or see anyone because obviously I can't and that when you give yourself that permission when you let yourself off the hook like that it's a huge relief so prepare for that I think that's a really really amazing feeling and now I have seen other mums are putting up daily schedules which I think is really awesome particularly if you've got school-aged children and you want to keep up that kind of academic side I think that's a really good idea um but I, for what we do, we kind of have a pretty loose plan of what we do, but it look usually looks like something like this. We slowly get out of bed because we've got nowhere to rush to. Although Bluey has just started um, at 8 a.m. So we are getting out of bed for that because <laughs> I just love Bluey so much and Ollie loves it too. I, I cry after every episode. So um, we are actually rushing out of bed to watch Bluey. But then, you know, we slowly eat breakfast and then I'll spend a little bit of time doing my meditation and some journal- journaling. Uh, and then we will do some exercise in the backyard. I will YouTube some yo- yoga sequences or uh, Lauren Kate on Instagram has been posting workouts. I've been posting the ones that she's been posting saying that we've been doing those and I just do those in the backyard for about 20 minutes and that just helps me feel like I'm moving my muscles and getting my heart rate up in a time where you can, it's easy to feel very uh, 
I guess, I don't know, easy to feel lazy and get into a lazy mindset. So doing exercise has been really crucial to keep my mind active and my body active, I guess, is secondary. Um, and then we will have some morning tea, do some house chores, then we'll do, do some activities or watch watch something, maybe a movie. Um, and then we'll always eat all our meals on the balcony so we're getting some fresh air or in the backyard. We'll some, Sometimes we'll put out, pull out a picnic blanket and eat it that way. And then we'll spend the afternoon doing some drawing or playing with these cars, painting or baking. We've been baking healthy kind of muffins and cookies from the Keep It Cleaner range because I don't want this to be an excuse, you know, to just be eating crap food either especially when there's not really there isn't really capacity for ollie to go and burn off any energy if he's eating kind of like really sugary food so yeah we've been baking pretty healthy stuff um and then we'll have our dinner again on the balcony we'll then clean up all the living area that's something we've been really on top of because i don't know I, the last thing I want to do is wake up in the morning to a uh, messy house. So that's going to make me feel more stressed and anxious. So we each night we've been doing that together, cleaning up all these toys, cleaning up the kitchen. And then we'll do some nighttime yoga, which has been so cute. I just Google, I just YouTube um, kids yoga bedtime kind of things. And him and I just roll out, Molly and I roll out our mats and we do some yoga poses. And then I get some lavender piece oil, rub it into his feet. I read him a story and put him to bed. So that is kind of what our lives look like at the moment. As you can see, there's so many, so much time for activities. (laughs) There's so much time for activities and things to do that we don't usually get a chance to do. And we're introducing new things like the nighttime yoga. And it's just, it's really helping both of our mental health and just making us feel really connected to one another. So some other activities we are loving, some activities we are loving, as I said, baking some really healthy muffins and cookies and things like that. We've been making Play-Doh, we've been gardening, we've been doing puzzles, card games. Ollie loves Snap and we've got these um, Toy Story cards with the characters on them and yeah, playing Snap with those and he loves that. So I really, really suggest doing that. Um, We've been doing, doing some drawing, arts and crafts and painting, watching movies, you know, giving ourselves permission just to sit and watch a movie if we want. We don't have to be jam-packed and doing something every single minute. As I said, watching some new Bluey and doing some yoga as well. So that's what our that's what it's been looking like for us. Everyone's going to be so different. Ours has been about um, keeping active but also giving us permission to chill out. And, you know, these are anxious times. It's easy to feel anxious. It's easy to feel scared. It's easy to feel overwhelmed. I'm lucky Ollie's young enough that he doesn't understand what's going on. So I don't really have advice if you have older children who are feeling a bit scared, um, just because I'm not having to deal with that right now. But I find, you know, kids do pick up energy. So if I'm keeping pretty, you know, healthy and eating good food and exercising and resting when I want to and being busy when I want to, that's helping him feel really stable and grounded and balanced as well. So that's the best that we can do as parents, I think, is just to make sure that we're not letting our anxiety out to permeate our children um, because they'll they'll just feel more stressed, which will make us more stressed and that's just not going to be healthy or beneficial, I should say. So I hope, uh, yeah, that's all I've really got to say. We've got, yeah, as I said, last day tomorrow. I was meant to have, if you guys have been listening to The Juice with Money Barry, we were laughing about how she was going to be here this week and it was the test to see, you know, if we were ever going to do these 
the juice episodes again, depending on how successful it was. Well, she's not here because she obviously had to cancel. So that didn't happen. So <laughs> still the jury is still out yet whether or not one of us is catfishing one another. We'll soon find out. Uh, I hope this has helped somewhat. I will be back on Monday with another episode. Um, you know, these are uncertain times, so I'm not, you know, we'll just see how, I guess we'll just roll, ride the roller coaster of the next few weeks and see how they pan out will depend, I guess, on how, because it is, it's been really hard to try and get people to interview now because everyone's a bit fearful and kind of scared and in lockdown. So there could be just flagging. There could be on the horizon a couple of weeks break just to give everyone a bit of a break. But anyway, I'll um, address that when it comes to it, if it comes to it, I should say. Um, in my personal life, it's really, it's, it's really sad and disappointing. My best friend was supposed to be getting married in Mexico in four weeks now, and that's had to be postponed until the end of the year. So that sucks. And that's, I guess, has got me feeling a bit low as well during, uh, during the last bit in isolation, which I imagine will be a common feeling for many people that we're all having to cancel the things that we're all looking forward to and was giving, and were giving us a lot of excitement. And even if that's things like, you know, going and watching the footy, we can't go and do that or going and watching a band or, um, you know, all these kinds of things that give us a lot of enjoyment and pleasure and excitement are all kind of being taken away from us, which we do understand, you know, obviously so understandable, but it is easy to feel down and bogged down by that fact. Um, and I think the only way I've just kind of just know I've got through that feeling is just to know that this is all temporary and you know, and it isn't about us. I can feel sad about my Mexico trip and my best friend's wedding being postponed, but, you know, ultimately it's not about me. It's not about the wedding. It's not about our own little, I guess, fraction of society. It's about society as a whole and doing the right thing for everybody. So, you know, that kind of helps me get out of that funk. Anyway, that's all. I've rambled way too long. I wanted this a lot shorter. Anyway, I hope um, it was helpful do hit me up on Instagram if you want to chat about anything at Elizabeth Neal. Stay safe. Make sure you're looking after yourself. Practice social distancing. And, um, you know, we've got to do everything we can, I think, to help flatten this curve and keep us all healthy and safe in the meantime. So sending you all love and healing vibes and we will chat again next week. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.